Let's do this. Blaine and Mickey, Wednesday afternoon. My goodness, it is beautiful outside. Hopefully you're enjoying your day. Welcome to the nexus of the Sports Talk universe, as I like to call it. We're halfway through the halfway through the week show. So if you look on either side of you, there's about the same amount of week left uh, either way. So here's where we are. We're hanging out at Moe's Barbecue off of Carruthers, right down from our friends at A Moment's Peace Salon and Day Spa. We like to go in there, but uh, they kept trying to give Blaine a pet. I'm just kidding. There's just, it's just kind of tied in there to do a radio show, but here's what we're telling people. All you folks out there, maybe you're, maybe you're like a lot of people, and you just dread any type of gift-giving season because you don't know what to buy. You don't, you don't feel like you can figure out what the significant other person in your life wants. Well, here's the thing. A moment's peace. They know what your lady wants. They know it. They, they, they know everything about this stuff. So there's no guesswork. Um, you just... Go there, choose your budget, whether you spend a little or all the money in the world that you want to spend. They've got all these different services under one roof. They've got massage and mani-pedis and sunless tanning and waxing and spa parties and skincare, hair salon, makeup, gifts, gift cards. And a lot of people just go in there and say, hey, I have no idea. Just wrap me up a gift card in a real nice box. They'll do that for you. They even have some professional advice in there. they got a concierge to even say, like if, you know, you walk in there and you say, I just don't know. They'll walk you through all of it. Maybe like a robe and some candles or candy. They got everything there. You want to learn more about it, I'll go to a momentspeace.com slash valentine. Guys, they make it so easy on you. You can just call, click, or stop by. You can get a gift card 24-7 instantly on the website, uh, momentspeace.com. Or you can call them if you got any questions. You want to ask about any of this stuff that we've been talking about. 615-224-0770. If you've got questions, any special requests, stop in for personal service, too. They'll do that. It's a Cool Springs across I-65, so it's on the other side from the Galleria Mall, intersection of Carruthers Parkway and Baker's Bridge Avenue. They'll just handle all your uh, Valentine's Day shopping for you. Somebody mentioned couples massage earlier, Blaine. We had talked about this a little bit off the top of the show. I wonder if Rabel and J-Rob, maybe they went down there and got them a couples massage. Yeah, to just celebrate. Yeah, yeah, these unnamed contracts for unnamed amount of time. Yeah, more more like in the steam room, just, just hanging out there talking, really, really hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> so these guys, it, it was a dark period for Titans football. John Robinson takes over. Uh, Emily Proud of News Two put this out last night. If you just want any perspective on this, they were thirty three and sixty three the six years before J Rob took over, and the six seasons since they are fifty nine and thirty eight. Uh, Mike Vrabel is the head coach. His record's nine and seven. Missed the playoffs nine and seven. Made it to the AFC title game eleven and five. Uh, lost in the wild card game twelve and five this year. Lost in the divisional game. Uh, those two gentlemen and Amy Adams Strunk have turned out to be a, a pretty formidable team for this franchise. Blaine. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, man, that's a heck of a run there. And uh, you know, that's actually uh, with Jr. Even under his tenure. You know, you got another year or two on there uh, under uh, Malarkey. So, was it one year or two years? Um, so, yeah. So, he's got a lot more wins uh, than than even that. Uh, so, yeah, they deserve uh, an extension. Uh, I'm always interested to see what that number is. You probably have to wait a little while. But, uh, yeah, they've, it's kind of historic what, the, uh, what they've done together, really, in the history of the organization. I think the six crazy. years. Every ties. time I see a record being broken, I'm going, dang, that's a record? Yeah. That's another record. I'm like, wow. I think the six years of winning, and I'd have to go back and look, ties the longest winning st- season streak that the Oilers or the Titans have ever had. 
like 87 or 88 to sometime in the early 90s. I think they did it six, six, seven years in a row. So this literally, like you said, this matches a success level consecutively year by year. Oh, yeah. We've only seen once before in history. Yeah. Well, and, I, and I believe now the hardest is this is the hardest. I know if everybody thinks building it from the ground up and, you know, go from two wins to, you know, then eight and eight, then, you know, now getting into the playoffs, expectations ratchet up, and uh, this is this is when it's you're right there on the cusp of jumping off that diving board. So how do you get there? It's gotta, it takes a lot. It's going to take even some fortunate breaks along the way, too, even in the in the big game. So, yeah, that, that now we're where Now the expectations just have changed. Like, nobody can accept less. That's why they're talking about getting rid of the quarterback. Okay, well, who are you going to go get better? Right. It's going to guarantee you that you're going to have a Super Bowl run for the next four years. Yeah, well, I don't know who that is that you can get based off of a, a cap. It's not fantasy football. <laughs> so, a <laughs> little bit different. So, uh, yeah, man, congratulations to those guys. So, that's pretty awesome. Shows the, uh, the organization has turned the corner, so I'm always uh, happy to see that. With Amy under the ham, they've – done an absolute great job you mentioned this though and this is a reality for a lot of teams you go all in you got your quarterback for a lot of teams the, the Bengals are a great example of they drafted a quarterback who got in the super bowl so he's making you know the a a, a rookie draft pick type way so well, he's not, the first pick. he's still making right money, but, yeah. but but not like 30 35 million a year so right. for for teams and if you say okay you mentioned this earlier okay this titans window a lot of people think this is the last year of this particular team as it's constructed window. You've got maybe one more year before maybe the you move pieces off. start dropping off. Start dropping off, which is a reality. But at that point, they really lucked into Tannehill. He was cast off by Miami. They essentially paid part of his salary for the Titans to take him. That's not really – that's not – a typical blueprint for a team to find a franchise-type quarterback, no matter what you think of Tannehill, he's won a heck of a lot of games here, taken to the playoffs three years in a row. Usually that's not the way you find your franchise quarterback if some other team doesn't want him. Is you draft a guy like Burrow or you just load up and trade everything you got for a guy like Matt Stafford. Yeah. Well, if I would have believed everything that uh, everybody was saying and, and writing about Tannehill, I would have never uh, thought they would have even made the trade. Uh, you know, So I always kind of wanted to judge Tannehill based off his performance here uh, throughout his career here, uh, and I thought, uh, you know, once you saw him play, that it was a better move than what they, what you had. Sure. Regardless as much as, you know, I, I liked Marcus and everybody else. At uh, some point, Tannehill was a better player, and he could stay uh, healthy and be durable. As you see now, would, I don't even know if Marcus could have made it through a season many times uh, Tannehill got hit uh, and, you know, stood in front of the borough, as uh, <laughs> Jr. said, so. Uh, yeah, we just got to hopefully uh, you want a shot to get at the playoffs, and then when you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. So that's just kind of where you got to be. And, that, you know, hey, man, this, this organization's turned the corner now. Everybody thinks we should win a Super Bowl. It's not that easy. Uh, the history tells you it's not, and this organization hasn't won one yet. Right. Been the one. And that took a long time. The organization moved to a whole other state. Well, you did that with the franchise's all-time best quarterback, McNair. You had the franchise's all-time leading rusher, Eddie George. You had the offensive line with Hall of Famers on it that you've talked about. This is just on the offensive side. You got Frank Wycheck, who's the team's all-time tight end. You're Delaney Walker, just depending on which one you prefer. But then you switch over the defensive side. Those animals on the D-line that you talk about all the time. The freak, who's the best pass rusher they've ever had. I know you give credit to other safeties. 
But a lot of people say Blaine Bishop and Marcus Robertson, the best safeties that have ever patrolled. And, oh, by the way, Samari Roll, who's no one questions is the best cornerback that this team has ever had. And I know you like the guys that played opposite him. I know you, you brag about those guys. And then the linebackers, the inside linebackers, that was this was a year before Keith Bullock, and people wondered, those were all studs. And y'all made one. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about a bunch of guys at their position who are the best to ever play for this team. That tells people how hard it is. And you've talked about this, and everybody has. 2000 team is better than the 99 team and didn't get there. Yeah. That's how hard it is. Yeah, yeah we would have beat them into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I sure wish, you know, it was like video games did where you could play, you know, uh, former teams uh, Ooh, like that live. 99 up. versus 2000. Ooh, oh, I like that. Yeah, what is he? Yeah, so that's something you ask a coach, right? So, hey, man, so right now, even with all that being said and the history here in Tennessee and the Titans and everything else, we're right here at the cusp, and now this is the hardest of the hard part. It's like when you get 85% there on your long journey, your long run, the last little bit is going to be the hardest. So how do you get over that hump? So just be careful <laughs> because that you just want to consistently hit the hammer here all the time, and it will break, and you will get in. And then you'll get your shot. When that'll happen with this Lucas, man, one more year, I think. Because then you have to start dismantling because then you're going to start being in some cap haven with certain players sure. and everything else. So you got to start making moves a year ahead of time. Kind of what they did with Jarrell Casey. Yeah. And others along the way. All right. Uh, Jordan DeJani said to join us next Super Bowl week. Lots of big NFL headlines. We'll get into all of them next with our buddy from CBS Sports. It's Blaine and Mickey. Come see us uh, just down the street here. A moment's peace. Salon and Day Spa do all of your Valentine's Day shopping there. They'll help you with everything. A momentspeace.com slash Valentine. Start your shopping there. Or just come on down here on Carruthers and see what they got. You'll love it all. Blaine to make you a four five the zone. Happy Wednesday to you. Hopefully you're having a great day. We are hanging out at, at most barbecue on Carruthers, and uh, several people have come in to say hello. And we're reminding people yeah. to uh, get your Valentine's Day shopping done in a moment's peace salon and day spa, which is just up this uh, same strip center where we are. You can start that search at a momentspeace.com slash Valentine, or just again stop by the store here. We're down in Cool Springs. Jordan Dejani joins us now from CBS Sports. Jordan, have you got all your Valentine's Day shopping done? If not, uh, may we recommend a moment's peace to you? No, unfortunately, I haven't got all my Valentine's Day shopping done just yet. In fact, I'm actually behind the eight ball because I'm single. So shout out to all the single ladies listening to today. <laughs> all right, fair enough. If you find a special somebody by the 14th, a moment's peace will take good care of you uh, just in case uh, you're ready. So let me ask you this. Do you ever just wake up in the morning and think, I'm just going to scrub CBS Sports from all of my social media and pretend like I don't even know anybody over there because an NFL quarterback did that, and people are losing their minds. Yeah, you know, if I'm uh, looking for a new contract from CBS Sports, maybe I'll do that before I approach the negotiating table. And I think that's actually what Kyler Murray is doing. I mean, he's eligible for a contract extension this offseason, you know, his four-year rookie deal, but they might exercise his fifth-year option on his contract. So, Basically, the Arizona Cardinals, they have control of him in this contract for two more seasons if they want it, if they don't want to go to the route of extension this offseason. A lot of people think stories about scrubbing pictures from social media means nothing. 
in some cases it does it does mean nothing, but in this case I think it does mean something. Uh, I don't think that Kyler Murray is trying to force his way out of Arizona or anything like that, but I do think that he's probably has money on his mind uh, this offseason when it comes Ooh. to his situation with the Cardinals. Hmm. Uh, do you think like force his way out soon or maybe, okay, I'm going to play this year and then I don't plan on coming back next year. No, no, to be clear, I said, I don't think he's trying to force his way. Oh, you don't. Uh, Okay. All right. I thought you were trying to break some news or something here. I was like, (laughs) okay, man, what, where, where are we headed? We got him with the box or what are we going to do with him? Um, all right. A a couple of guys who did get new contracts and didn't have to take Titans off their social media, Mike Vrabel, and John Robinson, uh, we had talked about this some leading up to the season. I think it even came up a couple times during the season. Like, I think both of these guys are just about up. We knew that it would get done, but it gets done. So the uh, the super trio of Amy and J-Rob and Vrabel will be together for a while, it looks like. Yeah, you love to see it. I mean, both of these guys have been very pivotal when it comes to establishing this Tennessee Titans franchise and where exactly they are today compared to in years past when they used to be bottom dwellers of the AFC South. At least for a few years they were. Uh, And now all of a sudden they were the number one seed in the AFC. Yes, it's true that this past year ended unceremoniously. There's no doubt about that. But at the same time, uh, they've been very pivotal when it comes to building up this franchise, making smart decisions in the draft. Uh, I, I really love Mike Vrabel. I remember when the Titans first hired him, I, I was a little bit on edge. I didn't know what to expect. I, I, I wanted a guy with a little bit more experience, but he has plenty of experience now. And, in fact, every single week it almost seems like he's educating the referees of the NFL exactly the rule book and what they're supposed to be doing in their job. So you got to be thrilled as a Titans fan. Um, obviously a good regular season. You want a different outcome in the playoffs, but that's what next year is for. Jordan DeJani, our guest, CBS Sports. Uh, follow him on Twitter, at Jordan DeJani. That's the way yeah. you can keep up with him. Well, Jordan, thanks for coming on, man. I, I guess I have to start here, and that is uh, Lovey Smith. Great human being, great guy. don't know if he still can do a good job uh, as a head coach at this point in time, but do you think he was hired by the Texans because he was in the right place at the right time? Uh, maybe, maybe. I don't know if I can go 100% in saying that that definitely that narrative is absolutely correct, but it definitely seems like that. To me, it really seems like uh, that the Texans wanted to hire a different candidate, McCown, uh, and that didn't come to fruition, um, and it went with Lovey instead. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are reading the tea leaves wondering if the uh, NFL put some pressure on them, especially with hiring minority candidates, if if that's exactly what came to fruition. But you could have a guy who is a lesser coach than Lovey Smith. This is an experienced guy. He's, he's well-known from his tenure with the Chicago Bears. Um, you know, I don't think it's the worst hire of the coaching cycle or by any means. But at the same time, you have to wonder if this is exactly what the Texans wanted to do with their coaching search. Because I guarantee you, if you went to that front office of like a month or two ago and asked what they wanted out of their head coaching search, it wasn't to promote the defensive coordinator. So that's going to be an interesting storyline to follow with this Houston team moving forward. It was probably welcome news if you're a fan of the AFC South or a Tennessee Titans fan. Um, but, again, it was a pretty interesting move. Mm, no doubt about it. We went with uh, Jordan DeJenny, NFL writer for CBS Sports. I don't know. We could take it for what it's worth, but uh, old Mr. TB12 – Acted as though nothing is 100% and that he could possibly come back next year if, yep. if he changes his mind. But I doubt it. <laughs> but, I mean, what do you, how did you take those quotes? 
Yeah, I, I was like, why is he saying this? Because he seems so definitive when he hung up the cleats, right? And it's, and it's a nine-page Instagram statement saying that, you know, I just don't have the passion right now to give that to the, the football world. I'm going to start refocusing on other facets of my life. And all of a sudden, a week later, we have him saying that nothing's for sure. With a guy like Tom Brady, and just the ultimate competitor that he is, I guess nothing is ever 100%, even if he is however old he is now. But at the same time, I do feel like Tom Brady's probably done with football. That's what my money's on. Ooh, your money's on. <laughs> Tom Brady. Not coming back, man. Well, speaking of money, man, some prop bets, man, uh, out there. Uh, Man, what do you think uh, is going to be kind of the interesting thing to watch in this game as far as, as matchups and, and who throws the first interception or what quarterback plays better? What, what do you think will be the biggest thing for everybody to watch for for all those uh, guys watching from that angle? Yeah, man, we got to get lunch soon so we can actually sit down and break all these prospects down. <laughs> but in terms of matchups that are going to be interesting in Super Bowl Sunday, you know, I went back and watched both the conference championship games yesterday, and I had a couple takeaways in mind. For the Rams, I think their secondary needs to step up and stop these Bengals playmakers and Jamar Chase and Boyd and T. Higgins. I mean, this Rams secondary obviously is grouped into the elite Rams defense we see. But at the same time, they've played half the postseason without half of their starters um, in, the, in, the, in the secondary with Jordan Fuller at safety and Taylor Rapp is still dealing with concussion as well. He's expected to come back. But that Rams secondary is going to be a key X factor. Jalen Ramsey's going to hold his own on one end. But how about Darius Williams, the other starting quarterback? How is he going to fare against this three-headed wide receiving monster? Now, as for the Bengals, I mean, I think we all understand it comes down to that offensive line, that protection. What can they do to allow Joe Burrow some kind of time to operate and hit his playmakers in stride? The other thing with Cincy is that they went one in, one of four in the red zone. Um, against the Kansas City Chiefs, which is not a stat you necessarily want on Super Bowl Sunday. That could be a formula that leads to a loss. So both these teams need to be efficient in the red zone. They need to take care of the ball. No turnovers. The Rams had a bad interception in the red zone. So, you know, those are kind of my X factors for this game. I guess then, uh, lastly, you know, I have to ask you, because I ask you every week in a different way about Aaron Rodgers, and that is what did you think about Charles Woodson and what he thinks that Green Bay Packers should do, and that is trade Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you know, I actually didn't see this quote, so you're breaking some kind of news to me. Uh, what, what did exactly Charles Woodson say about trading Aaron Rodgers? He said, you know, well, the former, you know, his former teammate, I forgot what uh, network he was on, uh, he said that if I was the Green Bay Packers, I would trade Aaron Rodgers. He only has one year left on his deal. He's at the highest value you can get him. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty good point. And, you know, it's interesting because talking with some Packers fans over this, this offseason, the early stages, they're kind of tired of the Aaron Rodgers drama. They, you know, I think one guy put it to me that he can go hold another fan base captive, as he's done to us for the past year or so, which I can totally understand. But at the same time, this guy's going to be the two-time MVP over the past two years. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He's somebody who raises your ceiling. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm really interested to see what those conversations are behind closed doors. I, I do – a part of me really does feel like Aaron Rodgers wants to come together and get things right and retire as a member of the Green Bay Packers. And that's what my money is on at this point in time. But at the same time, you look around the league and, and trying to head off for greener pastures is always attractive, especially when you're, you're a, such a 
dominant players such as Aaron Rodgers. Keep an eye on the Denver Broncos, his former quarterback coach and offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett there. But I, I really do think Aaron Rodgers is probably going to retire with the Green Bay Packers. But, you know, if the Packers, if, if they're kind of more open to a split, that would be really interesting. And as Woodson mentioned, you know, this is his trade value is not going to get any higher than it is right now. You're on with uh, Jordan DeGeni, NFL writer for CBS Sports. Jordan, let's let's stay down the quarterback uh, run here for just a second. Russell Wilson, as you said, and others have said they wouldn't be surprised maybe if things worked out for Aaron Rodgers just to look around and say, this is my best chance to win. I'll stay here and work it out. What do you think happens with Russell Wilson? I think Russell is much more prone to leave Seattle. Uh, I, I think that's actually where my money is on right now is Russell Wilson leaving. And I got to say, man, you know, I, I know he was dealing with a finger injury. When he came back, he didn't look like himself. And I don't want to put any stock into the Pro Bowl, but he didn't look very good throwing the ball in the Pro Bowl either. I'm kind of curious what his asking price is going to be like. If the Tennessee Titans are behind closed doors interested in trying to upgrade a quarterback with Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, um, I would be very wary about giving up a lot to acquire Russell Wilson. But if I'm a fan of someone like the Washington Commanders, then I might be more interested in Russell Wilson. But, you know, they're at a precarious spot right now, this Seahawks franchise. There's an opportunity open to them where they can start to actually orchestrate a rebuild. And it's better sometimes to do that sooner rather than later. And that's why I do think Russell Wilson could be on the move because it's also a spot in his career where it might be beneficial for him to look towards greener pastures. Another franchise with a better offensive line and a better defense, try to get the most out of your career, the whatever remaining years you have left as much as you can. So, yeah, keep an eye on Russell Wilson this, this offseason. I really do think that's going to be more of an intriguing story than Aaron Rodgers. I saw a Bucks beat writer who had said, call me crazy, but the best free agent option for the Bucks might be Jameis Winston. I just yeah. I want that to happen so bad. I want him to go back there and rejoin the 30-30 club again. Yeah, you can already hear the music playing, right? Um, coming home, coming home. James Winston on his way back to Tampa. You know, I think it's it, it's obviously a little crazy, but that's crossed my mind as well. Um, James Winston is a free agent right now. Does he want to go back to the New Orleans Saints? He, he, he very might well. I mean, Taysom Hill obviously just got another deal, but James Winston could be the true traditional starting quarterback for the Saints. And I know he's very grateful for that organization for giving him a second shot after Tom Brady replaced him in Tampa. But at the same time, if he's open to changing locations once again, Tampa, he's pretty familiar with that place. So I'm interested to see what the Bucks are going to do in free agency just in general because I think they're another franchise that's kind of in a precarious spot. They have a lot of guys that are looking for new deals. Now they need to enter the quarterback carousel. Uh, a lot of things to be figured out in Tampa moving forward. And, yeah, I don't know. Jameis could be a Buccaneer next year. I wouldn't put it past him. That would be magical. Uh, Jordan DeJaney, our guest from CBS Sports, talking all things NFL. Well, Jordan, I guess that one for me, uh, before we let you go, your thoughts on the Pro Bowl, and I know I'm old school, but, you know, I know they're getting ratings. Doesn't mean the product is still good. Uh, you know, people just love football. Do you think they should do some things, maybe make it a little more entertaining at the game? Or any thoughts on that? It stinks, man. It stinks. And I, I can admit that. Yes, I watched the Pro Bowl because we were doing some stuff for CBS Sports on it, and you know, there were a couple of cool moments or whatnot. I thought the skills competition was actually okay uh, before the game. But, 
I mean, there's no tackling. Uh, there was there was something like five turnovers in the first quarter. Every quarterback that played through an interception, it wasn't real football. And it's the least entertaining all-star game that professional sports has. But here's the other thing. I don't know how to fix it because I would love if we had a pro ball where all the players were going full gun-ho and, and hitting each other. But no one wants to tear an ACL in February. And I, Debo Samuel talked about it today on CBS Sports HQ. He said that a lot of guys are looking for contracts. This is when they start revving up talking to different teams and getting ready for the upcoming free agency. You don't want to go into that free agency period, you know, nursing a torn ACL, MCL, whatever it might be. I don't, and I don't think throwing money at the players won't work. I don't think throwing, you know, insurance policies that are upgraded will be, will be enticing for the players. I don't know how directly how we can fix it because football is obviously a very physical game. Maybe we'd be interested in watching these pro bowlers play three-on-three basketball. I know I would. Oh, man, that sounds like a good idea, man. Well, I'll, I'll leave that to you in making all those changes and uh, happen. I, I want flag football. I want 40-yard races, big men, small men, all the positions, uh, you know, you name it. Uh, lifting weights. Hey, make it a combine or something. Make it fun. 707. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, for sure. Jordan Dejani, our guest. Hey, this thing with Alvin Kamara, it, it, it feels so weird because that just seems so out of character for him, hearing this, the stories coming out of Vegas. I think we're all just kind of watching this story, waiting for what we might hear next. But uh, I, I don't remember anybody ever saying anything about him that I thought, okay, this fits his profile. You know, I haven't either. I do remember there were some things that happened during his time at the University of Alabama. I think I actually wrote an article about it for Saturday Down South when I was working there many years ago about how Alabama, I don't know, I don't want to say something that I don't know for sure. But, I mean, you know, just looking over the police report, it, it just sounds like an instance where there was a physical confrontation where there shouldn't have been a physical confrontation. I mean, uh, according to the police report, you know, Alvin Kamara tried to stop the victim from entering the elevator with his crew and, the guy pushed his hand away, and all of a sudden, you know, he was getting beat up. That's according to the police report. Um, it was interesting that Alvin Kamara was out till 6.30 a.m., you know, partying, allegedly, you know, the, the night before, unless he got up really early. So this is a really weird instance. Uh, I think it's also notable that it happened in Vegas. You know, there's been a lot of arrests in Vegas and off-field activity with the Raiders players this year, and then they have the Pro Bowl in Vegas, and one of their star players is getting arrested. Uh, the police yeah. were interviewing Alvin Kamara in the stadium at, right after the Pro Bowl. So, you know, an unfortunate, unfortunate circumstance. I don't think it's going to be something that, you know, affects Alvin Kamara's eligibility or anything moving forward in 2022, but, you know, just an unfortunate circumstance. All right, on the way out, it will be really interesting based on the timing this week. Roger Goodell will obviously have to do a State of the Union type address, and he'll get asked questions by reporters at the Super Bowl. He'll have to do this all with the backdrop of the uh, Flores lawsuit, and I'll be interested to see how all that shapes up for him. Yeah, so will I. And, you know, especially with uh, Goodell, or maybe it was just the NFL in general coming out and saying that, Flores claims have no merit. You know, that was very strong language to just put out there, you know, in the same hour when the lawsuit was public. So there's a lot of stuff to discuss when it comes to the state of the NFL with Goodell. And I'm sure it's going to be a very juicy press conference. I think it's actually going on right now. So that's what I'll go tune into when I get off the phone with you guys. But, you know, it's, it's the other thing to keep in mind, and I want to stress this, is that it's a class action lawsuit that Brian Flores has filed. 
that means that there's, there's other parties that could potentially join him and bring more evidence to the table. But the question you have to ask yourself, if you're one of these minority coaches that has evidence, you know, do you want to put your future career in jeopardy? Or do you want to try to stand up for what's right? So keep an eye to see what happens with this lawsuit. Interested to see if anyone joins Brian Flores. Jordan, great stuff, buddy. We always appreciate you. Uh, enjoy the Super Bowl this weekend, and we'll talk to you next week about that and a whole lot more about this uh, never-ending NFL news cycle. For sure, for sure. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Yes, sir. At Jordan Dejani, CBS Sports. All right, when we come back, it, Roger Goodell is speaking as we speak and has addressed uh, the Brian Flores uh, lawsuit. We'll tell you what he said we'll get you up to date on that and more we'll do that before we wrap up today's show and hand it off to 3hl it's coming up next right here on blaine and mickey Bowl, so uh, we're sandwiched in between hanging out in Nashville this week. Don't forget uh, our special sponsors today, A Moment's Peace Salon and Day Spa. They want to make Valentine's Day easy for you. They want to help you find a great gift or gifts for the lady in your life. They've got tons of different stuff to choose from, so you can come see them over here on Carruthers Boulevard. Uh, that's Think Cool Springs. And on the other side of the interstate, from the Galleria and uh, right down from a Moe's Barbecue, if you know where that is here, easy to find. You want to start your search online, you can do it at momentspeace.com slash valentine. the very least, you can go to momentspeace.com. Maybe just pick up a gift card and let your, uh, your uh, significant other find something special that they pick out for themselves. Roger Goodell, you think he's going to get anything for Valentine's Day this year? Maybe like $16 million or something? Well, he better start staying in line. The sheriff said, whose sheriff is the biggest? Who got the biggest sheriff? Bad batch, because I think the owners do, so you better get back in line. Uh, and, and It's funny because he's in an interesting situation in that he's tried to put things in place as a commissioner, but at the same time he's beholden to the owners, you know, with all the different diversity programs that they put together. So, man, I, I don't know where this going with this lawsuit, but I hated that it's doing the Super Bowl, but it needed to be done if they're going to act. I'm interested to see where this ends, yep. uh, and, and I don't think it has to do with anything with money, more so than – just policies in place, but I'm not smart enough to know how you can make somebody hire who they don't want to hire, and you the owner of the team. As I said, I'm the owner of this uh, Moe's Barbecue right here, and I, you can tell me to hire. Nah, I don't, that's hard to do, man. That's really hard to do. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell says he found all of the allegations in the Brian Flores lawsuit very disturbing. This is from Ian Rappaport. Integrity of the game is very important, he says. Uh, he says when he knows the facts about alleged tanking, we will deal with it very seriously. That was the other part of the Flores thing, not only the alleged racism practices with hiring, but the fact that he got offered a hundred grand a game to lose. Yeah, now that one I think has some legs. I'm, I'm really, I said from the beginning, I'm all over that. That there, yeah, that that could uh, <laughs> that get a lot of people upset right there, man. Hey, that could get his uh, get stripped of his organization. I mean, shouldn't that be on the table for the Dolphins? Well, I don't know all the unit works in exactly. If, Where if, it's at if today, that's proven, though. Oh, if it's proven, yeah. 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 Without a doubt. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, we'll get back to the sheriff in a minute because another interesting thing you talked about. There's, you were telling me this in the break. There's Jim Bob Cooter news. Oh, yeah, Jim Bob Cooter. Former Vols quarterback and uh, legend. Yeah, he's a passing game coordinator where? <laughs> with, the, with the Jacks. Passing game coordinator. Passing game coordinator. What are we doing, man? Him and Tim Kelly must hang out a lot, man. <laughs> they know each other. Man, he's going in the AFC South. So, old Mr. Cooter. He's, he's quarterback with the Cooter. Isn't that That's funny? Cooter. You got Nick Saban who's got all these guys on his staff just like hiring, you know, ex-head coaches like there's no tomorrow. And now everybody's like, We'll just hire some more people. We'll hire some passing game coordinators. I yeah. mean, it's two in the AFC South in the last few days. Well, it, it, you know, it's a lot more important uh, in their minds than even college. So if the college can do it, NFL said we can do it. Just We'll just not be as big. With our billions, we can mm-hmm. hire a passing game coordinator. Yeah, why not? It needs help. I think we need to spruce up our passing game. Well, as we head towards 20 games in the regular season, which Blaine has said many times, that's what we're going to get to. We're going to land on that rock eventually. It's going to be a 20-game regular season. Oh. And I know you believe that. We'll get to 18 soon enough, too. The other thing is, now that they got these extra games, we knew they were going to play in other countries. Goodell said today, Munich will host a game in 2022. Ooh. And there are going to be four total games in Germany over four years, two in Munich, two in Frankfurt. And in addition... There's going to be a game in Mexico this coming season. You played in Mexico. Oh, yeah, I did. I played in Mexico a couple of times. Yeah. How were those fields? Oh, one time it rained, so it wasn't so good, man. It, it, so that was bad just because of that. It just felt like it built up. The other time it went too bad. So, yeah, I had, I had a good, t- good time over there. Their fan base is, boy, they off the charts, man. Didn't you guys play the Cowboys? <laughs> Didn't you guys like, sometimes hey. play the Cowboys there when you were an Oiler and yeah. an exhibition that, game? That was my, I got, yeah, I got a backpack, all kinds of stuff from that. <laughs> Yes. I still remember That's today. Yeah, I remember all that. Well, uh, you know, then I I was going up in the elevator with Jerry Jones and, and Michael Irvin and Emmitt Smith, and they they were all like, like they were they were going to the party. They're like, "Where are you going?" I go to my room. <laughs> Y'all like this backpack? What was on the backpack? <laughs> it like had a patch of you know all American gay <laughs> Cowboys versus the Oilers. <laughs> you had to play your childhood favorite team, man. Yeah, that's, that's, this this is true. So, man, old Roger, he's left in the, in the pickle, man. He's got to answer a lot of questions. I'm sure he'll be prepared, though. Well, Flores and his team knew what they were doing, Ask, putting that out before now because they knew Goodell had to stand up in front of the whole world and answer questions this Watch week. This. I, I'm still wondering how smart Brian Flores is. That's because why didn't you just wait till you got the Texas job and then put the lawsuit out there? How had you? I get maybe he didn't want to work. He was still getting paid from the Dolphins. That dude, though, like you said. Like, that way had to lock me in because then guess why? They'd have to look like bad that they got to fire you because of the lawsuit. No. Nope. Maybe he wasn't going to get it. Maybe McCown was going to get it. Uh, maybe so. And, and, and then after all that, it's like, hey, man, we can't hire McCown. Like you were saying, some other owner called him and was like, abort the mission. Yeah. You can't hire McCown right now. Yeah, you get. Yeah, you just can't hire somebody who's just the upper uh, head coach of their son's little league team. Man. I know he played. He was mostly a backup, but and that one there, that's a put him at quarterback. You know, passing game coordinator. coordinator. Or something. <laughs> Josh McCown's next role. All right, it is time for us to roll. So we'll do that again. Thanks to uh, most for hosting us and everybody at a moment's peace salon and day spa. Remember, they have got all your Valentine's Day shopping. Covered a momentspeace.com slash Valentine. Stop there and uh, start there, and you'll be ready to roll.
Like I said, time for us to roll three HL next live at the Super Bowl. In the meantime, in between time, Mickey. Yes, sir, as always. Peace.